That's right. So H12, how you guys doing tonight? Yeah, that's right. How how incredible was worship, was baptisms? How how just incredible is God's faithfulness in our lives? Come on. Yeah. So incredible and and that's a lot of that is is what tonight's about. And uh we're, we're looking back at NTS, we're looking back at uh, the last week, and, and we know, we anticipated for a while, as, as we were praying for the students, for the leaders, for the camp staff, for everything at Johnson University to go smooth, we were praying so much for NTS camp, because we knew, we knew that God was going to move, we knew that God was going to do something in our lives, because he's just that faithful all the time, and, and today, earlier, I was thinking about just, just how, how to illustrate God's faithfulness, and I was, I was spending some time, I, uh, I opened up the Bible and I was just going through scripture and scripture and for about 45 minutes just began reading more and more of of how faithful God is. And when he promises something, he's so true to make sure it comes to pass. And as we were praying, we were we knew that God was going to do something in in our lives at camp. And uh, and so uh, obviously we're here and we're celebrating all that God's done. And that's what tonight is about, because, again, God has proven to be faithful not in just in my life, but in, in students and in leaders' lives across this room. And in fact, tonight, you're actually more so than just going to hear from me, more so than just hearing from Steve, you're going to actually hear from students and leaders here in the room that were at NTS camp and telling their story and the faithfulness that God has showed in their life at the last week at NTS camp. And so uh, you've got some, some pretty cool stories ahead of you. And uh, uh, obviously NTS is, is, is a pretty big thing of what we do. There's a lot of cool moments that happen at NTS camp. Uh, there's a lot of fun. There's, there's, there's team competitions. Uh, there's, there's all sorts of rec games and sports going on. Um, all the morning sessions, there's chat rooms, there's, there's uh, just meals in the dorms and every s- sort of thing you can think of. And then there's big uh, spiritual moments that take place at camp as well. Uh, just, just huge, huge moments in our faith. And, and those might t- uh, just take place in small groups. Uh, with your small group leader, or maybe maybe it's uh, in a chat room in the morning, a morning service, or uh, for a lot of us, uh, God spoke and began to, to uh, just do some incredible things within our spirit and within our soul uh, during the evening sessions, and um, and there's there's other parts. We each day we break out into um, what we call youth group time, and so all of us in this room and, and all those that were at NTS and a part of the Sugar Love team, we we met underneath the tree, and if you were part of NTS. Uh, in the past or even just this year, we do this thing during our youth group time called the Share Square. And, and it's turned into be something just pretty, pretty incredible for, uh, for our culture and for our team. And what happens is, is Steve gets up and just right there in the ground, there's usually dirt or sand of some kind. And he just, he just begins with his, his feet to just draw a square right there in the ground. And, and we open up the time uh, for whatever God begins to speak to you, whatever God begins to do in your life, any part of God's faithfulness inside of your life, uh, this is available for you to come up to step into the square and begin to share whatever that is. And so we've had students uh, fill up just just about an hour every single day, just story after story, uh, moment after moment, uh, faithfulness after faithfulness of God moving in our lives. And and sometimes they're they're pretty powerful uh, moments, and and some of the the things that people share are, are often pretty deep and pretty heavy. And, and so what happens is they'll share, uh, which just takes so much courage to come up and just begin sharing parts of your life that uh, could just go so easily unhidden. And, and so we share part of our life, and then what's the most powerful and impactful moment, in my opinion, is when everybody just rises up and circles around them, lays hands on them, and begins to pray. And uh, just so many incredible moments took place at, during the Share Square Youth Group time. 
And so we thought about what do we do tonight uh, to celebrate uh, all that God's done and how do we do it in service just to, to make it seem like camp, to give it just kind of that feel. And so we've actually asked three people in the room uh, to just go ahead and as if we just had a share square right here up front uh, on this floor tonight, um, we got some people who are just going to share what God has done in their life uh, and maybe uh, something that, that God has specifically begun to move and do in their lives at NTS camp. Uh, so we got three people uh, that we're just going to allow share uh, and speak to you tonight. Um, so we just ask that uh, you would you would turn your attention to them, that you would listen. You would just, even right now, just say a quick prayer that, that God, would you ready me? Would you prepare my heart? Would you prepare my ears uh, for everything that they have to say, God? Uh, because there's something for me here. There's something for you here. God wants to speak to you through these people tonight. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to get to our first person. And Andy, my man, he was, uh, he was part of my small group. I'm so pumped for you, man. Why don't you just go ahead and share with us all that God's done? Uh, hey, guys. I'm Andy. And uh, before NTS, I, liked, I would have liked to have called myself a Christian. Uh, I went to youth group on, on Wednesday nights, and uh, I woke up, and I went to Sunday morning church when I didn't sleep through it. But um, I knew that God had a plan for me, but I just really wasn't interested in following it. And I just kind of faked kind of going through the motions of being a Christian. I went to church and I put my hands up and I sang along with the songs but I was more interested in doing whatever I wanted and not really worrying about the consequences and in the back of my mind since summer began I'd always look forward to NTS camp and I was like oh that just gave me more of an excuse I can just do whatever I want and just ask for forgiveness but that wasn't a good way to go so uh, after a long six-hour bus ride to uh, NTS camp I was happy to get off uh, I didn't really know what God was going to do to me at camp so I was just kind of looking forward to it I was like something needs to change I need to come out of here different than when I went in so uh, even on the first day, he talked about Mark 4 and the four different soils and how the one that spoke to me right away was how the type of soil that got choked out by distractions of the world. And I knew that uh, if this was just the first night's message, I, can't, I couldn't wait for the rest of the week because that message spoke directly to me because I knew that I had distractions in my life that I needed to get rid of. So all throughout with some great messages and some uh, great worship sessions and with the share square and people making themselves so vulnerable and open to tell their stories, and then through some talks with Greg and Steve and a wonderful youth group, uh, I learned that uh, I really needed to fix myself, to put myself back on God's plan. I had focused on praying and working on my one-on-one -on -one relationship with God because once I figured out that I can fix the close relationship with God, everything comes and falls into place. So I was just thankful that I had the experience to uh, go to NTS camp. And uh, afterwards, it's, it's been a lot better than it was before because uh, – I felt myself being more patient with my family, and even just in one day, like just one example of being patient, I found my family getting closer and like happier, and that's just one thing in one day, and I can't wait to see what else God has planned for me. So uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to my story. And uh, <laughs> up next, we have Sarah Alexander. Yeah. All right, let's give it up for Andy again. All right, I'm Sarah, and this was my second year at NTS camp because I went last year as well. And um, I kind of went into NTS comparing it like, oh, I'm not going to be with like, my close friends because they're going to college, and a lot of them couldn't come because of like college things going on. So I kind of went in like, this year's not going to be as fun. Like, I'm just going because I kind of have to, like, kind of like being a typical teenager. But um, in all honesty, I think this NTS was better than last year, at least for a personal level. I definitely experienced a lot more, and God totally opened my eyes to things that I didn't want to admit. Um, before NTS, 
I I like struggle a lot with like anxiety and like stuff like that and I've kind of let it control my life and I went into NDS thinking like I can do things on my own like I have a good relationship with God one-on-one like people see me as a good Christian like I'm fine I like everything else that happens like I don't need to worry about it like I got this and then um, on either the last day or the second to last day of Share Square I definitely felt a pressure to go out there and I did and I was just talking about my best friend Zach and like I was like he's my best friend he's a goober <laughs> and um and I just started bawling I couldn't control myself and it happened multiple nights and that's when I started to realize that I had let fear control my life and I was not being obedient to God like he calls us to be and that's definitely not something I want to do I want to follow God and I want to pursue the correct Christian lifestyle and so then um, in worship that night, we had been singing a song called No Longer Slaves. And uh, the line of the chorus is, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And that completely hit my heart because I don't have to let fear control me because God has a plan for me. And even though I don't know it, I put my full trust in him. And that's what I have to accept. And that's what trusting Jesus is like. And that's what I want to do. And so I've made a commitment to not try to control everything and to give it to God and like that quote like let go and let God. That's like literally what I'm trying to do. And so <laughs> and so that's kind of what I got out of NTS camp is to not let fear control my life and I really hope that I can continue to do that. <laughs> All right, next up we have a amazing leader, Greg. Let's uh, let's give it up for Sarah one more time. <laughs> All right, I'm just uh, I'm gonna take a seat here if y'all are cool with that. I'm just we're gonna get real relaxed here. So uh, how did you guys enjoy NTS? Did y'all have a good time? <laughs> Sweet. Well, if you guys don't know, I'm the uh, summer intern here, and this is unfortunately my last week here, and uh, I'm I'm very upset about that. And uh, I just kind of wanted to share with you guys what this whole summer and going to NTS has really meant to me. Um, so if you guys haven't heard me talk about it, I work for a college ministry. And the point of that college ministry is to build community within the campuses of, uh, we have Georgia State, Kennesaw, and UGA. And I, uh, I left to come to Gwinnett from Kennesaw and I was a little skeptical at first because I'm leaving my community that I've built through this whole year. And uh, I was just like, I'm going to be missing that for the whole summer. And uh, I just wanted to tell you guys how thankful I am that you guys are open to welcoming new people. It's, uh, it's super special what you guys have here. I can't tell you how many leaders came up to me and just gave compliments about the green team and they're opening doors and they're so excited to play the games and including each other. And uh, it's just, it's super special what you guys are doing. And I think God was sh just showing me that I was, uh, I was not trusting him to take care of me. And you guys were his, an his answer to what I was going through. So um, I just wanted to highlight three people that uh, really stood out to me. I could have done so many more, but it's just the people that I knew the longest throughout all this. Uh, first, we have Jack. So give it up for Jack. 
So, uh, Jack, I, uh, I came up with a title for each three of you that I'm sharing. And I like to call Jack a man of belief. And this is uh, just what I wrote about Jack, uh, just something small. I wrote that Jack is not afraid to stick up for what he believes in. And I admire that so much. He sticks to his core values, whether or not people agree, and that, uh, that's what makes his personality so attractive to all of us. He's genuine, and uh, he's steadfast, and he's a great friend to not only myself, but to you guys. I've seen that throughout the summer. And Jack, I've seen you grow so much this summer. And uh, just some, some advice I have to you is uh, just to walk in faith and not by fear, because you can do one or the other. So it's your choice. So uh, give it up for Jack. Next, we have uh, my man Patches, the second of the dynamic duo. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. All right. What I had written for Patches was I called him a natural leader. Um, what I wrote was uh, I'll start off by saying who doesn't know Patches? Like, does anyone come here? Not Shut up, Jack. <laughs> uh, I mean, Patches is like all over the place. He's jumping in, he's getting his hands dirty, and that's a good thing. Like, he's not afraid to step up and be the leader that God's called him to be. And uh, that's something special in our time. Everyone wants to sit back and just let somebody else do the work. And Patches, I admire that you just step up and do what needs to be done. Um, and some advice I had for you is it's so easy when we're in the spotlight to become arrogant and to become prideful. And just that I, con I constantly check myself just to make sure that, hey, I'm doing God's work and not my own. And uh, the third person I have is Miss Katie Fee. Where are you? <laughs> All right, and Katie, uh, I said you were a lover of people. So uh, this is what I wrote. I wrote that, I, I don't know, I just wrote that Katie's the bomb, like for real. <laughs> I, let's see, I wrote, from the day I came to age 12, Katie has made me feel more welcome and more included than anyone else. You showed me love even though you didn't know me, and that's just as important to me as anything else I've learned this summer, so thank you. Katie, loving people un unconditionally may bring some heartache into your life, but uh, you're really showing what the heart of God is like, and I think we should all learn from Katie. And Katie, one piece of advice I have for you is just that when you're loving people unconditionally, it's so easy to get hurt. But at the same time, I want to be that person that extends so much hospitality and so much love that I get hurt. Because if people aren't taking advantage of me, I don't think I'm doing enough. So I think you could keep that as a reminder. Um, I'm going to close it out real quick. I was reading earlier this year, I think it was in January, and this has really stuck with me. It's in Mark chapter 9. Um, it's a story of a man that comes up to Jesus, and uh, his son has a demon inside of him, and he's like, Jesus, will you please help me out? Please take this demon away from my son. He says, I've come up to your disciples, and they couldn't do anything about it. So that leads me to believe he's come up to everyone. He's come up to all his friends. He's come up to the leaders of the community. And he's like, please help me out. And they could do nothing for him. And of course, Jesus ends up taking the demon away from his son. And that just reminds me, and it should remind y'all, that even though you have this great community and so many great friends to rely on, 
that you always have the one you can go to first with all the answers. So um, just as a reminder, like, you know, I can come up to Patches and tell him my problems, but unless I've gone to Jesus first, none of that matters. So uh, thank you guys. I'm going to pass it off to Steve now. Man, I I, uh, I love. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Greg did. Is that cool? I'm gonna take a seat. No, it's not cool. Um, what? I'm just kidding. No, no. Uh, no, I'm gonna say seated. Hey, um, I love what's happened tonight. Uh, I wanna I wanna rewind the clock about 20 minutes. Uh, Maddie and Lashante, so proud of y'all for being obedient and getting baptized tonight. It's awesome. Uh, that is so special, and again, it, it, that is why we do what we do. Um, so incredible. And then uh, the three people that came up to share, that takes a lot of courage. Uh, Andy, man, I am so proud of you. And uh, you coming up here, um, God, is, uh, God is doing something in you, and the fact that you would be honest with us uh, speaks volume, uh, volumes of your relationship with Jesus. Because it would have been very easy for you to come up here and say, well, you know, before NTS, whatever. But the point is, I'm close to Jesus now. So y'all be like me because I got it figured out. But you didn't do that. You came up here and said, I didn't have it figured out. And I still don't. And I'm still working. And I'm still trying. And that's true for you. And that's true for me. And that's true for everyone that shared. So thank you uh, for your honesty. That's right. Um, Sarah, I am so proud of you. And uh, I'm so proud of you for your courage. And um, I tell you, fear and anxiety can, can grip you. It can grip all of us. In fact, it's, it's gripped many of us. And it has kept us from living the life that God wants us to live. And the fact that you would come up here and uh, be so courageous. I mean, you were already courageous at NTS camp. But for you to come up here tonight uh, speaks volume of your faith. And it's true. And the reason that you, um, the reason that you could do what you did today is not because you're a courageous person. It's because you know who to go to for courage. And uh, so proud of you. So give it up for Sarah. And uh, Greg. Um, come on, Greg. He's so tall, guys. Have you stood next to him? He is so tall. And uh, uh, what's, what's amazing is that you came in with a lot of experience. And uh, honestly, I feel like a lot that you could have taught us and instead, you came in with a very humble spirit wanting to learn more. And I love that God honored that spirit, and he did continue to teach you. I think it's ironic that he, uh, like his, his full-time job is working with college ministries to build community, and God used you, every person here, to teach him about community. And I am so proud of each of you for teaching him that and for having a community that he is so pumped to be a part of. And uh, he said he's going to uh, try and keep coming back and hanging out with us even when he is away at the one and only University of Georgia. That's where he's going to be. And, uh, but, but he still wants to come visit, which is a testament to his faithfulness and it's also a testament um, to you just building community. Uh, NTS, as you can tell, for those of you that didn't go, oh my gosh, it was an unbelievable week. And for those of you that went, maybe you went last year or you went this past year or maybe you went both years, you know what it's like when God does something at camp and like 
things just change. You know, it's like it's like God didn't make sense before, and then all of a sudden it's like, how could he not make sense, you know? And it's like it's like you almost get angry at other people. You're like, you don't love God? You're an idiot. Are you kidding me? Like, God is amazing. And then meanwhile, your friends that didn't go to camp are like, you're an idiot. You need to chill out, you know? And they're getting, like, upset at you. Because for you, it's like everything has changed, right? It's like you're on top of this mountain. God makes sense to you. It's like, why would I not read scripture? Why would I not pray? Why would I not be hanging out here? Like, why would I not resist temptation? It all makes sense. And I've even heard from many of you, you've said things like, I've never felt closer to God. Um, Like, God makes sense to me now, and he really didn't make sense before. And it's like, I didn't really get church before. I didn't really get H12. I didn't really get that. And now, like, it's clicking, and I get it. And so for us, it's easy for those of us that went to NTS camp, and even if you went last year, you know what it's like to be on that mountaintop, right? Where it's like, it's like I'm so close to God, and everything is so clear. And I want to I wanna just tell a real quick story about another guy who had a very similar, I think even more so, mountaintop experience. And for him, it literally happened on top of a mountain, okay? So it's like he had a figurative and a literal mountaintop experience. And it's a guy many of you have heard of by the name of Moses, okay? If you haven't heard of Moses, then I'm going to help you out. You've probably heard of the Ten Commandments. That's kind of the deal that Moses did, okay? So that's Moses. And the story is he went literally up on this mountain, and he didn't just get some tablets or, like, these Ten Commandments. He literally met with God. In fact, we later read that um, it was like he was speaking to God face-to-face as one speaks to a friend. Now, I'm telling you, <laughs> this had never happened before. I mean, no one had ever been this close to God. And so Moses goes up there, and he's doing more than just the Ten Commandments. There's even a part where he's, uh, he's kneeling down, and he's begging God. And he says, God, I want more of you. I want you to show, you, uh, show me more of you. And God literally walks by Moses, but because God is so like big and powerful and like just unbelievable, he actually hides Moses in the cleft of a rock so that Moses doesn't die because of how incredible God is, okay? So no one's ever been that close to God, and yet Moses was begging, I want more of you, I want more of you, I want more of you. And so he's up on this mountain in this incredible mountaintop experience. No one has ever been closer. And then he comes down off the mountain, and his friends said to Moses what many of your friends are saying to you, which is, something's different. Like, something is, like, way different about you. And for Moses, it was literally, his face was different. Um, What we read is that his face had this, like, glow about it, okay? Now, can you imagine, those of you that went to yes, uh, uh, went to NTS, how would it be if you came home and your face was literally glowing, right? Like how weird, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, only it's your whole face, right? Like that would be the weirdest thing in the world, okay? But that's what happened with Moses. He comes down off this mountain and his friends are like, not only are you talking different, not only are you acting different, but your face is literally glowing. They are blown away, like surely if anyone's ever been close to God, it's this guy Moses. And then, then, something changes. And all of a sudden, the glow from Moses' face begins to fade. And it's not as bright as it was before. And so Moses does something. He takes a veil, and he puts it over his face. And the reason he does that is because he doesn't want his friends to know that the glow is fading. He doesn't want them to know that who he once was is not really who he is actually turning into. And so he puts this veil over his face. And a lot of times, that's kind of what we do, right? In fact, some of you that went to uh, NTS, you kind of felt that when you were on the bus, when you were on the way home. 
you started kind of playing out what the conversations with your friends would look like. And maybe for you, you were afraid that your face or your life was going to be too different. Or maybe, like Moses, you were afraid of the fade, right? You were afraid that one day the glow that you have is going to fade away. And so maybe you've put a veil on. And instead of talking to your parents about what happened, you just kind of glossed over it and you were like, oh, it was fun, you know, we played a bunch of games or you know maybe like when your friends are asking about what happened you're like no nah, it's it's cool and you're putting a veil on because you're afraid that your closeness to God your relationship with God is going to fade in other words you're afraid of the fade now here's the good news for us um, Paul actually writes in 2nd Corinthians about this story and I'm telling you what he writes is what we need to hear he says this this is 2nd um, Corinthians chapter 3 Verse 12, he says this, uh, or sorry, verse 13. He says, we, and it's talking about all of us in this room, we are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. And the verse 16, he says this, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil, okay, that covering up is actually taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, and this is talking about us, we all with unveiled faces reflect God's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord. What Paul is saying is that we are not like Moses, okay? Moses had to put on a veil because he was afraid of the fade and he thought that it wasn't going to last and so he didn't know what was going to happen. And Paul is saying, it's not like that for you. It's different for you. See, the glow doesn't fade. The glory of God doesn't fade. You don't have to be afraid of the fate. In other words, it is possible for you, it's possible for you to be who you were at NTS camp all of the time. It is. You don't have to be afraid of the fate. You don't have to put on a veil and cover up for your friends because you're afraid of what, uh, what they may think. You can actually live that way all of the time. See, that's the reason why we do h 12 every single week. We do that because we don't want you to go up on a mountaintop, meet with God, oh my gosh, God loves me, he's so good, I love him, and then go and live your life and forget that ever happened. The reason we do H12 is to remind you, hey, remember, remember what it's like to meet with God, remember what it's like to actually spend time with him. That's why we do H12. That's the reason why we do small groups. That's the reason we want you hanging out with one another, because you need one another to keep the glow from fading. That's also the reason that we talk about like reading scripture and doing that because we want you spending one-on-one time with God. In fact, that prayer that Moses prayed, God, would you show me your glory? That has been my prayer many times. And you don't have to be afraid of the fate. You can continue asking him. You can continue growing closer to him. It does not have to end because NTS is done. And here's why. Because the Jesus that was alive and well and powerful at NTS camp is the same Jesus that's in this room right now, and it's the same Jesus that is with you when you spend time with the Lord when you're at home. And it's the same Jesus that when you pull out your Spotify and you start listening to a worship playlist and you start singing or maybe reflecting on the words, that's the same Jesus you're worshiping. Or maybe right before class starts and you begin to pray, that's the same Jesus that you're praying to. That's why we don't have to be afraid of the fate. Moses had to climb up on a mountain to meet with God. You just have to go to your room to do that. It's that simple. It's that simple. So I'm telling you, that's why we do that. And that is why we do 
the back-to-school bash, okay? That's the whole reason that we do the back-to-school bash. Here's why. Because, because for many of you, you have friends who have never been up on the mountain. You have friends who have never experienced what it's like to have a relationship with God. So you, maybe you come home from age 12 or you come home from camp and you're like, God is incredible. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you've been looking for a way to invite them into what God is doing. And this is how you do that. This is the reason why we're giving away an Apple Watch. And yes, we are giving away an Apple Watch. This is the reason why we're going to give away an Eno. This is the reason why everyone who comes is going to get free Chick-fil-A. Don't have to pay anything. This is the reason why we have the Kona ice truck. This is the reason why we're going to have the inflatable wipeout like ball things. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, we're going to have those there. This is the reason why we're going to have all these games and all this fun because we want you to invite your friends to the mountaintop. And who knows? Maybe when they come to Back to School Bash, they look back and they say, that was when my relationship with God started. In fact, this is true. Um, three of the girls that went to NTS camp, I, uh, I just was asking them about their story. Hey, how'd you get plugged in? How'd you get involved at, uh, at age 12? And they said, well, I'd heard about it, and my friends kind of talked about it a little bit. But then they invited me to come to the Back to School Bash. And they've been coming ever since. And I'm telling you, that's what God can do in the lives of your friends. And he can do the same thing for you too. Because you don't have to be afraid of the fade. You don't have to be nervous about things fading away. You have a relationship with God. And that means that you can meet with him. You don't have to go up on a mountainside. You can pray in your room. You can read scripture. You can come here every single Wednesday night. You can get uh, plugged into a small group. You can call one another outside of H12, hold each other accountable. And then you have no reason to fear. And see, that's the best part, the best news for us, is that we don't have to be afraid. In fact, that was kind of one of the themes of NTS camp is we are no longer slaves to fear. And the reason that we aren't slaves to fear is because we are children of God. Moses was someone who met with God. We are children of God. And we don't need to be afraid of the faith. So let me pray for you. So God, I pray for the students in this room, those that went to NTS camp, those that didn't, those that have heard about NTS camp, maybe those that went last year. God, I pray for all these students who have had that mountaintop experience and they're so worried that they got to go to camp or maybe they got to come to H12 in order for them to experience God. And the truth is they don't have to be afraid of their fate because you love them and you have a personal relationship with them. And as they spend time with you reading scripture, as they pray to you, as they worship here, as they download the Spotify playlist and they start listening at home, you meet with them, and they will begin to discover just how great you are. So I pray that this room would be full of people that are not afraid, and instead we would be people full of boldness because we are your sons and we are your daughters. And so your spirit testifies with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God with nothing to fear. And that is good news for us. And so, Jesus, we love you. And now we will sing to you to remind ourselves how we have been saved and how we are yours. And so we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.